Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Memo, Sochi's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Brand Marketing and PR at Sochi, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawson, Sochi's Director of Market Insights. Thanks for joining us today. Now, let's jump into this week's memo. Hello. In our first item for this week, as you've probably heard by now, Google My Business is going to once again be changing its name. This marks uh, only the latest in several name changes during the course of Google's history as a local search provider, most of them relating to the platform used by local business owners and those working on their behalf to claim and update listings. Google My Business was until now the longest running name in that platform's evolving history, but over the next few months, we will see it gradually go away. There will be, in fact, two or maybe three, depending on how you're counting, different platforms moving forward, each with their own name. The tools that SMBs use to manage listings directly will be embedded in the Google search interface and the Google Maps app, where many such tools have already been rolled out, and where what used to be called Google My Business will be referred to as your Google Business Profile. The Google My Business mobile app designed for use by these same SMBs will be discontinued sometime in 2022. Presumably around the same time, Google will migrate the desktop GMB dashboard to a new version, which will be focused on multi-location brands and which will be called the Business Profile Manager. There will be um, that option for brands and service providers to, to maintain large numbers of listings, as well as the option of working with listing management partners who traditionally have used the GMB API to conduct their work. That API will also continue, but its name will change to the Business Profile API. That's basically the gist of the news. Google also announced a few new features in the search interface for SMBs, such as the ability to claim and verify listings within that platform, as well as the ability to interact with consumers using the messages tool, which uh, up until now had been available only in the desktop GMB dashboard and in the mobile app. The GMB dashboard still has features that are not present yet in search or maps, a gap that Google will presumably work quickly to fill over the coming months. The company also plans to release new features and reporting not currently available in GMB during that time. There are links to Google's official write-up in the local memo blog post if you'd like to take a look at that, as well as links to several industry write-ups. You can imagine that this news has generated a lot of press over the last few days. Um, so there are links to articles in um, Bright Local, Search Engine Roundtable, Social Media Today, Search Engine Journal, as well as my own column, which came out a couple days ago on Street Fight. So please feel free to check those out if you'd like to read more about the news. Not to be outdone in the name-changing game, Facebook, which announced two weeks ago that its new corporate entity would be known as Meta, has changed the name of Facebook for Business to Meta for Business. Unlike Google, Facebook, or Meta, has offered little in the way of additional details or news about new features, though the announcement does state you'll notice some changes over the next few weeks, like updates to our design and more content on how your business can leverage our technologies to explore the metaverse, which will include exciting adventures in AR and VR. 
Again, referencing virtual reality, the announcement continues by saying that we also know what's important to you is understanding how to grow your business across Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Quest, and we're here to help. The inclusion of Quest, Meta's Oculus VR headset, is an interesting hint toward what may be coming out of Facebook's suite of business marketing tools. Perhaps the metaverse is on its way toward becoming a marketing reality sooner than we might have anticipated. Next, we have an item from Google announcing that the page experience update is coming to desktop web pages in February of 2022. You'll recall that page experience was launched for mobile web pages, or rather updated for mobile web pages this summer uh, with an update that ran from the middle of June until the end of August. This was an update that added the core web vitals metrics to the set of measurements that Google uses in order to determine whether a web page is offering a good user experience or page experience to users. So that was for mobile web pages. Next February, the same update will be applied to desktop web pages. And that update is expected to also take a couple of months to roll out. So it will launch in early February and continue until the end of March. Just about everything is the same between the mobile update and the desktop update with the with the single exception that um, mobile friendliness will not be a factor in the desktop update. Most importantly, the core web vitals metrics, which were added this year for mobile and which include largest contentful paint, cumulative layout shift, and first input delay will be applied to desktop pages for the first time. Google is saying again, as they did for the mobile rollout, that this desktop update will only have a modest impact on ranking. They also say that Google Search Console will be augmented to include reporting for the desktop version of page experience in advance of the rollout. Google Maps has achieved a significant milestone, having hit 10 billion downloads in the Google Play Store, a number larger than the population of the planet. The app is in select company. It's only the third Android app in history to reach that figure. Behind Google Play Services, which reached 10 billion in July of 2020, and YouTube in July of this year. Remarkably, the install base for Google Maps on Android devices has doubled in less than three years, having hit 5 billion downloads in March of 2019. There's speculation that Google Search app could be next to reach seven figures. In our last item for this week, there was a recent Washington Post article discussing the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on review sites, including Google, TripAdvisor, Yelp, and Expedia. The article offers a pretty good summary of the steps taken by those four sites in order to offer information, especially for uh, travelers. Uh, that's kind of the focus of this particular article. Uh, information that travelers need in order to make informed decisions uh, before they travel related to pandemic uh, uh, related conditions and so on. So uh, the article highlights Google's new tools that help travelers understand immunization requirements as well as advisories or restrictions that may be in place at their destination, uh, as well as regional COVID case counts and in Google Maps and alerts for drivers as well as those taking public transportation. 
TripAdvisor, uh, the article reminds us, launched a travel safe suite of features last year, allowing hotels and restaurant owners to share safety practices and requirements, as well as search filters to help consumers find businesses that have desired safety features. TripAdvisor also this year launched vaccination information for business profiles, including policies for employee vaccination, as well as whether proof of vaccination is required for customers. Uh, Expedia has launched several Google-like features to aid travelers. And as for Yelp, they, like TripAdvisor, has, uh, have created a comprehensive list of health and safety practices for businesses, as well as search filters that consumers can use to find a business that meets their health and safety needs. Yelp is also reporting that they're watching closely for evidence that businesses are being unfairly targeted for their health and safety policies, having removed more than 8,300 reviews from their platform this year due to violations of review policy related to the pandemic. That's a wrap on this week's memo. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out at meetsoshi.com and the Soshi blog, where you'll find more information about the topics we've covered here. You can also subscribe to The Local Memo on your favorite podcast service so you'll never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlison, and we'll see you next week on The Local Memo.